Hello and welcome to this episode of the PPC Chat Roundup podcast of the Twitter discussion that happens on Tuesdays at 5pm GMT. I'm your host Anu and I use this platform to share not just expert but also my ideas and considered best practices about paid search, especially automation, paid media and the direction the digital industry is going in. So if you want to keep up to date with my tips and tricks in the industry or even just get my favourite script of the week, like, follow or retweet on Yes, that's that's right, Twitter, um, with my handle, marketinganu underscore. Um, and to see snippets and quotes from the previous podcast and um, follow our dedicated podcast Instagram page at ppcchat underscore roundup. Um, so yeah, today, led by the very lovely Julie Bicini, um, once again, we look into our crystal balls, um, asking where is Google Ads headed? Um, with them always surprising us with updates, this is, def- this is definitely a great question that we should ask. Um, yeah, it would really be great to think um, what the next shocker around the corner is going to be, but I do doubt that predicting it will get us grumbling any less. Um, well, hey-ho, who knows? Maybe they'll listen to us for once and um, prepare us before dropping bombshells on us. Anyway, so let's get right into it. Julie, as usual, as usual uh, starts off with just saying a hi to everybody, introducing the topic, saying we'll be talking. Where is Google Ads headed today? But first, how are you all doing? Um, Cammy Harris joins us saying um, good morning. Had time off work last week. Yes, America had uh, Thanksgiving last week and I loved the, all the stories um, I heard about the different Thanksgiving style, especially the low-key ones. Um, some say, so, you know, a lot of people had first time, you know, a lot less people around the table. Um, some people still did did deep fried turkey, which I find very interesting. Uh, one of my co-workers did deep, fri- deep fried um, chicken to prepare himself as to what deep fried turkey might be, and they didn't like it, so they won't be trying that again. Um, but yeah, deep fried turkey sounds both quite dangerous and delicious and <laughs> very fatty as well, all, all in one, but I do want to try some. Anyway, Julie goes, uh, probably got spayed yesterday, so it has been rough sledging um, around here, uh, rough sledding around here. Oh, imagine she didn't like that. Got to love a pup that is not slowed down by meds. They usually keep dogs dosa. <laughs> we shall be trying a new med this afternoon. Uh, Amalia replies, today I'm okay, feeling stir crazy lately and with no impending vacation, vacation on the horizon yet. That is my biggest complaint. And for that, I am grateful. That's a very good way to see it. Half glass, a glass half full even. Um, Amanda replies, um, this is Amanda of Bauma Marketing saying, I had a serious lack of motivation this morning. I came to my fave coffee shop and I'm cured. Amazing. A good coffee to pick you up. Um, I love that. You just need a good coffee. Good, good, good coffee. Mine is packed packed with amazing coffee and espresso. I love, I got, I got this amazing espresso machine given by my um, sister-in-law and she's just, she's just amazing and she was, um, she didn't use hers so she just gave it to me. <laughs> I love it. I use it every day. Um, and so yeah, Julie then goes on um, straight into our discussion. Yeah, assuring us that it was gonna, it's going to be a lively discussion today. I, I'm sure it's going to be. So let's get started. So she goes, what kinds of campaigns are you currently running on Google Ads and do you use an MCC or direct logins? So our accounts are not doing um, Google Ads at the moment, but we will at some point. So yes, this is going to be very much a listening um 
listening or lurking <laughs> kind of chat for me. Um, although I could talk about some of my previous accounts um, because when I was working agency agency side, there was a lot of like MCC um, level access. So yes, I would say I've definitely had experience of MCC and direct loggings, but mostly using MCCs. Um, Julie Bicini replies, I'm running primarily search campaigns on Google ads. Currently the 10,000 placement exclusion limit has me really down on Google ads display. I use an MCC, which always trippy, uh, which is always trippy when connected to another MCC. Um, um, then um, Julia Vice replies, all kinds, search app, local display discovery for restaurant, for e-com, for awareness or behavior change. I use a blend of MCC and direct depending on the client. As usual, I am an omni-channel, uh, I'm an, I'm an omni-channel mosaic. Um, in reply to um, Julie's answer, where Julie says, I'm running primarily search campaigns on Google ads. I use an MCC, which is always trippy when connected to another MCC. Uh, Greg replies, um, yeah, especially in reply to the 10,000 placements exclusion. Um, Greg replies, Greg Asquid um, of Accessible, an amazing like automated automation tool um, for you that I think everyone should use. He goes, 10K is not nearly enough with the amount of crap they let into the system. Not that we should should be the ones having to dredge through um, through ten, um, thousands of placements to catch some really obviously fake or nasty sites. Anyway, probably my biggest bugbear with any of the big platforms. Julie replies, the fact that excluding categories does not actually exclude all content in said categories infuriates me. Yeah, that would be annoying. Um, and yeah, you'd think that doing, being able to do something like that just helps with the catch-all. Um, and someone who's a big fan of automation, of doing, doing that kind of one exclusion thing should, yeah, that really annoys me as well. And then we've got a response from Colin Slattery going um, sh- um, shopping, smart shopping, search, Gmail, remarketing, YouTube, basic display. I think I'm running just about everything. Yeah, sounds like it. Amanda replies, I run search, duh. Um, GDN, um, mostly retargeting and, and shopping campaigns. I use the MCC. Um, and yeah, she um, continues to say, oh yeah, YouTube. Can't forget YouTube. <laughs> And then we've got um, Dogar Thomas replying to question one saying, I did the MCC over direct logins. Um, I currently run search, display shopping and YouTube ads. Haven't played much in other sandboxes. One day I'll get back into LSAs. LSAs? My brain is blanking on what that could be. Kami Karis replies, all the kinds, LOL, search, custom intent, remarketing, display and smart display, local services. Oh, maybe that's what... Um, Doug R. Thomas meant LSA's local service ads. Um, Discovery, I'm sure I'm missing one or four. And then we've got Julie going on to question two saying, have any of your accounts been impacted by the recently rolled out auto-applied recommendations with their own control center outside of the Google Ads UI? So I'll say that again. Have any of your accounts been impacted by the recently rolled out auto-applied recommendations with their own control center outside of the Google Ads UI? Yeah, that's annoying. Lloyd. Um, Sam replies question one saying we're running um, yeah a bunch of everything right now. YouTube, search, shopping app, display. Everything is via MCC. Individual logins are hell with lots of clients plus 2FA even. And then we've got Greg Asquith replying to question one saying just a few search campaigns run out of an MCC. Easier to see everything at the very top line plus manager level scripts and MCC requirement for getting an API token. And then we've got Sam replying to question two saying thankfully no but we've audited um, at least half 
a dozen accounts over the past few months that have been impacted. We've also caught that the previously deactivated auto-applied recommendations were switched on with no history in the change log. Wonder who did that? Interesting. Julia Vice replies, not majorly, but we had some fun discussions, narrator, it wasn't fun, um, about how these will impact public sector ads. Don't just do random shit on behalf of the government. Ooh. Colin Slattery replies, all of my accounts are not active in this new program. I imagine because I had auto-applied recommendations turned off previously, so they may be carried that over. Um, Julie replies to question two saying, I found two that were and several recent audits too. I certainly did not do it, but when the reps reach directly out to clients, I think they are getting permission without the client really knowing what they are doing. At least that is my best guess. That is very sneaky. Amalia replies, yes, my client had it enabled on their MCC. So even though our MCC had it off, they still auto applied. Sam replies to um, Julie here where Julie had said, I found two that were and several recent audits too. And Sam replied, I'm re always curious about that. The amount of calls I get from reps is truly insane and none of them understand how the platform works. They're just trying to sell whatever Google wants them to. Julia replies, clients have no idea and they get the insane level of calls too. And then we've got Dogar Thomas replying to question two saying, I have one account actively using the campaigns. It's not a priority account for us or me and its performance is fine. I wouldn't use it on anything that even approaches a priority though. So yeah, this new update of Google uh, Google pretty much, or Google Ads pretty much making auto-recommendations implementations. Yeah, they, they really should stop that because it, it just sounds like it's against a, um, a lot of what people actually want to do. Yu Segal replies to question one saying, search, snatch, shopping, regular shopping, GDN, YouTube, discovery. Um, to question one, Amalia replies, search, display, video, shopping, nothing smart. And we use a combo of MCC and direct. And then we've got Julie going on to question three saying, has the obscuring of search query data continued to impact your accounts? If so, what are you seeing now? And then Julia Vice replies to question three saying, um, yes, it's very difficult to discuss performance quality and accountability if you can't even see all the queries you match with. Um, also, public sector often have trouble with search console implementation for privacy reasons. So very, very blind. John Kagan replies to question two saying, opted four accounts into it, three bombed and one opted out, one improved. John Kagan replied, non-issue so far. And that's a reply to question three. Colin Slattery replies to question three saying, yes, uh, it's infuriating. I have high value service clients paying 50 to $150 a client. And the fact that I'm paying $50 plus a click for mystery meat is enraging. Most of these accounts is over 50% of, um, of their clicks or budgets. I'm going back to only exact match now. Kamikaris then answers question three, going, yes, and that and the time it takes to deal with it. We have our work around, but it's astounding the amount of crap we now see. So either it was bad all along and only now visible to our external audit or their matching skills have gotten worse. We then have Dovar Thomas replying to question three, saying same old, same old looks to be to me offhand that we stayed at the same level as immediately after the change. While it's sometimes frustrating to understand why a certain bad lead came through, it's helped me better focus on things I can change. User replies to question three saying, we are seeing only about 40% of search terms and it even hides search terms with conversions, which should qualify for significant results. And we've got Sam replying to question three as well saying, so kinda, there's still plenty of data available in Google Analytics, which allows you to approximate stuff pretty well 
that's managed negatives, but it's still frustrating that it's been removed. He continues, we have clients where approximately 90% of search terms have been removed, which is just bloody bullshit. It's a great um, egregious attempt by Google Ads to to inflate their revenues and drive CPCs higher while not improving product quality, which is textbook monopoly behavior. We've then got Julie Bicini replying to question three, saying averaging at least 30% of terms no longer visible, which is not good, especially hard on smaller budgets and or higher CPC counts. You should not need a workaround for this. Amanda replies to question three, saying if Google's main goal is to provide the best quality search results for users, limiting the search rate queries is not helping. Everything is getting lumped under mod broad keywords, so I can't make more specific ads based on search queries anymore. And Kevin replies to that, yep, even when you have an exact match word, exact match keyword set in the ad group searches um, are being attributed to the BMM. Again, I'll say even when you have an exact match keyword set in the ad group, searches are being attributed to the BMM. Exactly. Especially when you do the whole strategy of like, I I remember where like a big strategy was, if you want the search to go against the exact match keyword, put the CPC for exact match higher than the BMM. Um, But I wonder whether that's that's still allowed, Google then matches that to the exact match or it still just does it against very irrelevant BMM. And then we've got um, Amanda giving uh, an answer to question three in the form of an example. And she goes, I have a keynote speaker I work with and I used to add keywords like keynote speaker in California with an ad calling out the state if I saw it pop up in search queries. Now I can't see those, so my ads must remain general. And then we've got Amalia Fowler replying to question three, saying very much so we lose 40 to 50% on our smaller accounts. I had an account that had two conversions last month and can't see the term that converted, let alone the others. I think they're trying to move to a match typeless and then keywordless world. That's my hypothesis. Sam replies to that. That's definitely a logical conclusion based on the pattern of behavior of changes by Google ads over the past few years. It seems like Google finally realized that Zuck's monetization method Take money, lie about what it did, take more is viable. Tamara replies, you can't see them in analytics either. Amalia replies, I can, I just resent having to go look for them there. Okay, so that's a good workaround. So guys, if you've not seen your search terms coming through your search queries, especially ones that have converted, go check them out in um, Google Analytics. So if search terms that converted are not showing in Google Analytics, that are not showing in Google Ads, go look for them in Google Analytics. And then we go on to question four. Um, Julia asks, are there other changes that have occurred in Google Ads that have impacted your accounts this year, positively or negatively? Mm, I'd love to hear anything that has positively made any changes. Amalia replies uh, to question four saying that as of yet unnamed or undisclosed, there isn't enough volume to serve warning. When I go to launch accounts with smaller budgets and tighter keywords, I've had to shift the entirety of how I launch accounts. And then we've got Colin Slattery replying to Sam, where Sam had said, we have clients where 90% of search terms have been removed, which is just bloody bullshit. It's pretty egregious attempt by Google ads to inflate their revenues and drive CPCs higher while not improving product quality. Uh, Colin replies to that, my favorite part is how they hide the metrics for omitted clicks in the search term reports, have the clicks and cost and stuff, but hide all the other metrics. 
And then Amalia uh, continues to her answer to question four, saying, in addition, ads are being truncated, so the third headline is essentially entirely irrelevant, and the second description can get cut off. For my lower budget clients, often in three or four positions, this was changed how this has changed how we write ads. And then we've got Greg replying to question four saying, just had the first monthly reporting run having to show actual ad performance and then relative to total spend coming off my client's card due to the two times two, two due to the two percent tax. Google so kindly passed on, so that was fun, like dealing with programmatic platform fees all over again. Um, I'll, show you, I'll read the answer again. Just had the first monthly reporting run, having to show actual ad performance and then relative to total spend coming off my client's card due to the 2% tax Google so kindly passed on. So that was fun, like dealing with programmatic platform fees all over again. And then we've got um, Julia Vice replying to question four, saying not to show off or anything, but CPM masthead on YouTube rather than the one day buy are an expensive pain. Yes, that's my actual problem. And then in reply to Amalia, where, has, where Amalia had said, as of yet unnamed, undisclosed, there isn't enough volume to serve warning when I go to launch accounts with smaller budgets and tighter keywords. I've had to shift the entirety of how I launch accounts. Julia replies, yes, and that five-day learning status, can I just launch on time, please? Lots of people seen that as well, where there's a five-day learning status. Oh, that's annoying. And then Colin Slattery replies to question four, saying the continued degradation of match types, everything blends together, but they increased the close variance this year, right? Uh, yeah, all those match types, headache. Cami Harris replies, the preference for sites using responsive ads, so much harder to pinpoint great headlines or ad copy. I think the more competitors that are used using smart bidding properly, the more click prices are going up. Of course, Google accounts accountants probably <laughs> love that. Julia replies, question four, the continued deterioration of support has been a real problem for me. If you need help, it can take weeks to get something resolved, which is ridiculous. We are paying customers. The related misery of match types merging has also been a big negative. So yeah, that big problem with yeah, people and the support just being useless and being salespeople it used to be bad when I was doing <laughs> when I had to deal with them a few years ago. I can't believe it's gotten worse. Diana replies to question uh, replies to Julie's answer just now, saying, "Agree a thousand percent. I've geared campaigns more to LinkedIn due to better partnership input from my account team." And then continuing on the topic of um, people saying how what percentage um, of search terms have been removed when they do an audit, and Sam had said ninety percent. Julie actually said ninety four percent. And Sam replies to that, "It's so frustrating to see, and it's a pretty clear, albeit indirect, shot at agencies or freelancers too." Um, Julia Vice replies, it's true. If everything is a smart campaign, gah, awful, then SMBs who don't know a lot about search can just launch. Leaving self-serving giant hold codes <laughs> like me and no in-between, and that's not healthy. Julia replies, for anyone but Google. Um, Julia Vice replies, I actually don't think it's healthy for them either. Whether or not they agree with me is an entirely other matter. And Sam replies to that saying, long term it isn't, short term it'll boost profits and allow them to max out CPCs, which will please investors. It definitely seems like there will be some major antitrust investigations over the next couple of years in the US, which could be helpful. Julia Vice replies, maybe, I mean, yes, more hearings, but the last few haven't left me filled with hope. They haven't left me filled with any hope at all. And Sam replies, at the end of the day, you need a DOJ that actually is interested in prosecuting the case. Case not a bunch of idiotic reps who want to look good for constituents. Yep, it's a hard we'll see at this point. 
And then we've got Michael replying to question four saying, indeed, digital taxes in some countries that Google kindly passed on to their customers. And Sam comes with a very surprising, on the positive side, the lead form extensions have been interesting and kind of good. On the bad side, well, everything else is gradually going to help. <laughs> and then we've got Dogar Thomas replying to question four saying, I've been loving the guided setups, even if they totally throw me for a loop when I try to implement ads that aren't allowed in the campaign type. Really impressed by new ad units in display, though adoption across the internet is much lower than I'd hoped. <laughs> Another surprise positive from everything that's going on. And um, even though it seems like um, Brett Badowski comes comes in a little late in the conversation, he did come with a very great tip. And um, he says answers to question one, saying pretty much running all the different campaign types aside from the new audio beta. I always roll accounts into our MCC where possible. Dougar Thomas goes, whoa, thanks for the heads up on the audio ads on my list to check out. Um, Julia replies to that. It's very cool, actually. A very good compliment to a Spotify buy. Brett replies to that. No problem. Hope you can run... Um, hope you run them and get all the conversions and all the brand awareness. <laughs> yeah, hopefully they don't like um, stop you from actually seeing what are the searches searches that actually get the conversions and the brand awareness here as well. And then um, Julie goes on to question five saying, what do you think will be coming next from Google Ads? John Kagan replies to question four first saying, popular opinion, somehow Google support has become less helpful. Yep, definitely popular opinion. Um, and then we've got um, Julia Vice replying to question five saying, at this point, I'm honestly not sure. More consolidation, probably more automation. Stadia was a pretty um, meager launch, but you know Google has a way of building global ownership ads. So get ready for the Twitch to actually have a competitor. Interesting. And then we've got Colin Slattery replying to question four saying, the continued degradation of mad types, everything blends together but they increased the close appearance this year, right? Um, and then, yeah, Julia Vice replies to that saying, they sure did, and it's a pain, migraine, joy, other close variants. <laughs> Interesting. Colin Sadler replies, they've done it so many times in the last few years, and this year is gestures and everything. So it's hard to remember what actually happened. And Julia replies, That's, um, that might not be an accident. Colin replies, I don't believe for a second that Google does anything that hasn't been relentlessly, relentlessly thought out. Everything is planned to near perfection, never ascribed to malice. That which can be explained by stupidity does not apply to Google. <laughs> Julie replies, there's a whole other discussion to be had about how the market has messed up the new businesses function and what their priorities are. It's all about not missing expected earnings, not necessarily what is best long term for the companies. Julia Vice replies, all the people they serve. Well, now, maybe it's because I'm a lady person on the internet and an old one at that, but I have to give it to stupidity no matter how much malicious planning may or may not take place. And then we've got um, Amalia replying to question five, saying movement towards intent behavior audience, reduction of match type, importance, possibly keywords at all, eliminations of ETAs. Yeah, I think the elimination of ETAs is 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 very much coming soon. There might be actually some cans there saying that in new new ad copies you cannot create new ETAs. Is that right guys? I'm not sure. And then we've got Brett replying to question five saying less control, less visibility into the data that the channel generates, but I do think there still will be some levers to pull even in the far out future. Kirk Williams replies to question five, removal of ETAs and his prediction for the future. Yeah, I don't even think that's 
anything will be surprised by, and Kami Karas agrees with that as well. Dagar Thomas replies, replies to question five, saying more streamlining, which doesn't necessarily mean less knobs and dials to play with, more incentives to set up once and occasionally maintain versus playing with knobs constantly, more automation tools. Julie replies to question five, saying, I think keywords are going to continue to get demoted, unfortunately. Forced RSAs, you could argue that they are almost forced now, pretty much. Julie, um, Amanda of Bummer Marketing replies, the future of Google ads will be more smart campaigns and less and less manual options. It's unfortunate, but the bright side is experts like us will always be in demand. Advertisers need someone outside of Google to explain what the heck is going on. I'm loving the glass half full attitude there, Amanda. That's really cool. And Gregor replies to question five saying, is it cynical to say more automation, but really mean less barriers to separate small businesses who don't fully understand from their hard-earned cash? Then Julie replies to, um, Julie goes on to question six, even saying, what is something you hope Google Ads, ads does in the near future? Opposite question <laughs> is next. Uh, yeah, everything that they're, the opposite of everything that they're doing right now, really, is what I wish Google will do. Stop with all the pushing towards um, so much automation. Anyway, who knows whether that will ever happen. Sam replies um, to question five. And honestly, I think there will be some major changes to negative keywords and not in a good way. It's one of the few things Google hasn't significantly modified or nerfed and probably um, the last major barrier to large scale automation. Um, and then reply to question six, um, Amalia goes, being realistic, because I think we're moving in a direction I don't love anyways, I hope that we get more insights. If you want RSAs, give me the stats behind it that allow me to make the decisions. If you want to run intent or behaviorally, give me the data to help you. And she continues, do that better by indicating what search queries are relevant and which are not. If automation and dials and knobs is the goal, instead of the control we have now, give me the insights to at least point you in the right direction and then um catching like a nice little thread here dogar thomas had said more streamlining which doesn't necessarily mean less knobs and dials to play with more incentive to set up once and occasionally maintain versus playing with knob const knobs constantly more automation tools that's replied to question five Mali replies to that saying i would be totally fine with this if google had demonstrated in even a single account an understanding of context and nuance, which is why we hate closed variants. Julie replies to that saying, and if the automation actually works well for lower volume accounts, Amanda Obama marketing replies, yes, this is what annoys me the most. You need volume to make automation effective or profitable. Google trying to get a small base to use automation seems wrong because they don't have the volume of it to even work. Um, Amali replies to question. Uh, Amali replies to that, saying, "I've done a few tests between twelve and sixteen weeks. Things actually start to pick up. But what's more, business scraping together a thousand a month to test has three to four months to figure it out and just wait." Amali replies to that, "Yes, I've seen smart bidding and smart campaigns work for sure, but testing is a must because it doesn't always work better than the manual option." And in reply to question six, we've got Sam going, "Give us back search. Give us back search terms data." Yep. Colin replies, um, can I say undo most of the changes they've made over the last three years? Because that's my answer. The original sin was not provided in Google Analytics. And Kamek Harris replies to question six saying, I think an interface update is badly needed. Same dashboard options with about 500% more things to watch. It's gotten very cumbersome. Sam then continues his answer to question six saying, but since that's a fantasy land idea, I'd love if they'd give us more detailed breakdowns on 
ad performance, especially for RSAs, expand negatives, placement, exclusion limits, and rework the optimization score in a big way. And Kami Harris continues to answer to question six going, oh, oh, and please extend AI to view your other campaigns. I don't want keywords suggested that I am already running in another campaign. Yes, that'll be a good, good, good option for using AI. Um, and then Julie replies to questions. Uh, Julie then gives us question seven, even saying, what is something that you hope Google ads will not do in the future? Um, but first, we've got Brett replying to question six, saying, would love it if Google ads provided visibility into how each individual keyword or URL is contributing to the overall performance of a custom intent audience. But at this point, obtaining more data seems, seems a bit unlikely. Amala replies to question seven, they say the exact thing they do every year, Julie, try to take over the world. (laughs) Sam replies to question seven, saying push more bad automation, remove more advertiser control, destroy the keyword, hire more sales rep, try to make everything smart. Yeah, because everything isn't smart. And he continues, deactivate or remove scripts, turn Google ads into Facebook lights. So yeah, don't deactivate scripts. I'm sure it's what he's saying and I totally agree with all of that. And then Julia Vice goes, retire keywords and aggressively go direct anywhere. Dark, but there you have it. Um, Amali replies question seven saying, um, I hope that, that they won't eliminate match types or control over keywords to an additional degree. I think I'm wrong, but I hope. Um, to question seven, Greg replies, be evil. Oh, no, wait. They stopped trying to, to they stopped trying not to do that already. I'm following a trend, um, a thread that Amalia re- replied to saying, um, replied to her, um, Amalia continues on to question six, saying, I also hope that they at some point recognize the immense value that working with advertisers could provide, have more conversations, loop agencies into decisions. It doesn't have to mean things stay as it is, but we can be powerful partners in a similar goal. Jilly replies, they do seem to have such a blind spot when it comes to agencies and consultants. I always talk to clients about wanting to cultivate brand evangelists. We could be that for Google ads if they give us just a little. I help clients navigate Google ads, but it could be more. Um, and then we've got um, Julia Vice replying to that saying, I worry that they they know clients just want to be on Google, so they don't think they need evangelists. Julia replies, short-sighted for sure. Their model is built on a heavy degree of churn right now for small businesses. That is not a sustainable model. Building partnerships with agencies and consultants could be a smart move. Um, and then Miley replies, imagine, I imagine maybe they believe there will always be new small businesses, so a constantly refreshing pool of people to churn in and out. Julia replies, their actions seem to indicate this is their attitude. Um, and Julia Vice replies, which leaves the world of advertising and marketing to either juniors or specialist teams for mega brands. That is not healthy, not for the internet, internet and not for the economy, not for anyone. And then we've got Dogar Thomas replying to question seven, saying, one thing I've struggled with is explaining to clients how projections from Google are pretty finicky and really shouldn't be trusted as gospel. I'd love to be able to have a projection tool that's more client friendly. Someone needs to create that, definitely. Brett replies, question seven, saying, I really don't want them to completely go do away with keywords. I've had actual reps, not chat support and not on my current agency, make the claim that the keyword is going away. Oh gosh, oh, that's not a natural prediction. Julie replies, um, please don't further mess with match types, stop sharing query data altogether, force automated anything, get rid of non-RSA ad types, make search campaigns have 
to include a display component. That is the new default. Ah, oh, that's annoying. Um, replying to that, Amalia goes, oh, if they integrate search and display by default, I'm going to have to learn web development because I just cannot with that. And that was in all caps. Julie replies that they have reached the state of growth where they are now testing the limits of how much will customers put up with to still get the stuff they want or need, which sucks for said customers. Amanda Farley replies to that, saying performance on my account is not where it needs to be across the board. We've been all in on trying to optimize even my, my it's not even close. It's even hard to on a new accounts that are new to advertising on Google. Hey, Google ads, what do you think the client will be doing with 2021 budget? And Cameron replies to that. Yeah, that's a pain and a barrier to entry for small businesses. And Amanda replies, uh, Amanda Bauma replies, are you listening Google ads? Yeah, I'm sure. They got loads of alerts on today's chat, but I doubt they will listen to any of it, to be honest. And um, Amali replies to question seven as well, saying, what if they take away the ability the ability to exclude apps? What if that's next? <laughs> and then with a gift of Sheldon from Big Back Theory, just going, the horror. And in reply to that, Julie um, goes, it's already here. Their app placement exclusion category do not exclude tons of app traffic right now. Hence my earlier comment about being sour on GDN right now. Colin replies to that, yeah, there's there's tons of apps, even if you exclude all categories. My favorite are the apps that you can't even exclude because it says they don't exist. Like fake apps that I got charged for clicks on. And yeah, and Doug um, joins the conversation saying that that's something I really struggle with, especially when clients are asking about performance. Display is such a cesspool and it's obvious that the targeting method is bunk, yet the industry still sells it like it's not. I've tried to be positive about it, but um, Greg replies to that. For me, this is where funny, varying um, definitions of programmatic come into play as GDN seems to escape at least some of the bad press that other display platforms get by not always being grouped with them when in reality, just as bad. And yeah, on that mildly frustrating note, we've got, uh, we've come to the end of our uh, our chat today. Uh, Julie goes like, yeah, that went by fast. Next week, we'll have Simon Mathonet um, from Unbounce joining us to talk about landing pages and CRO. Yes, I love it Like when we like bring in the other um, very relative channels and things that you need to do for PPC to work well, for paid search to work well, um, and when we discuss about that. So yeah, looking forward to that chat next week and looking um, forward to recap that. So hope you found this chat very useful. Um, yeah, did, did did we voice some of your frustrations and concerns, uh, you know, about Google and the future? Um, you have some even more worrying concerns that you should hear about. It looks like ETA, everybody's decided that that's probably going to go way next um and yeah apps categories that even that you exclude still some of those apps still coming through and and not being able to exclude them altogether so yeah that is worrying that's a bit annoying um if there's anything that else that's worrying you about the future of google ads please do let me know on um on twitter at on the handle at marketing underscore um, so yeah, hope you found the talk useful, took, taking some great takeaways. And if you want to chat about this topic or any other paid media or data analysis solutions, get in touch with me by sending me a, um, a message or just following me on Twitter on the handle marketing um, anu underscore. Um, and yeah, join us for a webinar at 4 p.m. Um, GMT, 11 a.m. Eastern time. 
um, on Thursday, that's December 3rd, where, um, yeah, I'll be just talking with um, I mean, our amazing wisdom at um, Brain Labs, where I'm the CMO, um, just, just talking about my experience in the industry and, um, yeah, where I think the future of digital adver- advertising is going. I'd, um, so, yeah, that's going to be a great webinar there as well. Um, yeah, so remember, for your campaigns and businesses to glide smoothly, there's a lot of hard work needed beneath the surface. So keep your swans kicking. Bye.